Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Sufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Jeff, how you doing? Just fine. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday as well to you and to all the listeners and everybody. We've said it before. Everybody knows talking taxes on a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. afternoon. Boy, nothing could be more boring. <laughs> but let me tell you something, okay? Do you pay taxes or do you have to file taxes? Yes. 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 <laughs> everybody should be nodding right yes. now. And if you didn't file taxes, well, you need Jeff's help yes. more than anybody. And there's a couple of people driving down the road cussing a little bit because of it. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, I heard uh, a commercial on the radio. I think it was a different station. It was that guy with the thick accent talking about your tax problems. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he mentioned something on there. And you can tell me what a tax attorney does that mm-hmm. that a Jeff Zufall doesn't do or vice versa. Uh, and what it sounded like in the commercial was that he was going to be the middleman. He'll, yes. He'll find you. A Jeff Zufall. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so they're, so. they're more the, – the tax attorneys are more the interpretation of the tax law. Um, and there's gray areas in the tax law. Everybody knows that. So the tax attorneys would come in and actually decide, you know, are you on the right side or the wrong side of that gray area? And that's what they do is interpret – if you ever read tax code, it will put you to sleep instantaneously. Right. It is very, very dry, very boring. and But there's multiple interpretations of it. Um, so a tax attorney will step up and actually say, ooh, this is what that means. And then maybe go petition before the IRS to prove their case. But he uh, he or she, tax attorney, they don't do my taxes. No, typically typically they do not. They are the middleman in a sense. So if we run into an issue where – I mean we have an issue currently where we have somebody with crypto um, oh boy. who – Got scammed. Brave new world. Um, brave new world. Um, got scammed. But the question is, is since they sold it, but yet getting it to their account, they got scammed. Um, right. So the question is, did they really take constructive receipt of the money? If I got scammed out of it, why would I have to pay capital gains when because, I never received so it? So here's, here's the question, though, because it shows on a tax form, shows oh under 1099. Yeah. So, but it got they Just got like scammed E-Trade yep, sends exactly. me a thing at the end of the year. Uh, the crypto yeah. company sends something at the end of the year, but between <clears throat> that and my bank account, never showed up. It disappeared. Yeah, never took cons- what's referred to as constructive receipt, so never got the capital. If I get robbed, I mean, this is essentially uh, high tech robbing. That's you know, what it at is. Gunpoint. Seriously, yeah. uh, if I get robbed, <clears throat> it, it, can I claim something on my taxes? From more of a casualty standpoint, yes. Like if but, I get drained for a hundred thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. No, technically, okay. it's usually only casualty, like your house, you know, tornado uh, burns down, et cetera, and the, the insurance company is going to reimburse or not reimburse. Under that standpoint, there's pieces of that that you would actually get sure. to take a deduction on. Okay, so you got a crypto issue. Uh, the guy. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, took the crypto out uh, of traded the, it, traded it, but was in the process of moving it to his bank account. Made and it a, got scammed. Made a, a nice gain on oh, it. Oh, huge! But huge. it never hit his bank account because <clears throat> exactly. it got swiped somewhere yeah. in between. So we so have a tax do you, attorney. Do you have a tax attorney that you guys work yeah. with? Oh yeah, at so Capital a, Advisory Group. Yeah, we have a tax attorney that is actually working this out with the IRS. The question is, do we claim it? If he claims it, he can't pay the tax because he doesn't have the cash. If he had the cash, he could pay the tax. Well, I mean, this seems pretty uh, self-explanatory. I, I yeah. know that crypto is, is new and exactly. everything, but this, you know, people getting scammed, that's oh, yeah. an age-old problem. Exactly. You exactly. know, is there a, a, a not a modern day, because the modern day would be crypto, is there a, a latter day equivalent to um, this? Yes, there was, uh, in the past, we had a gentleman who got scammed from his IRA. His actual IRA, um, half a million dollars showed up as taxable income. Had a 1099 but didn't have the cash. Yeah. So you can't just go, oh, IRS, I never got this money. I'm not going to claim it because the IRS is going to come back and go, no, you got a 1099. So he actually had to go file FBI reports, police reports, and the IRS did release him you know, or relieve him of that tax debt. Okay. So, but, so, but, but it took a while right. and it took an attorney to go petition, petition. And, and fight this, not fight it, but kind of engage the IRS and say, look, we have an issue. It's a gray area. Nobody's going to say, here's the decision. So, so the tax attorney could be a, a middleman, a go between, oh, but yeah. they can also interpret the law and go <clears throat> yes. fight on your behalf. Exactly. Uh, the Jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist, you're the one actually. Uh, We're going to put it together and say, and this is how it, it should look on the tax return. Right. But if there is an issue, we need to engage another party. So to you help guys us. work together, yes. uh, but do separate things. Yes. Yes. Um, so anyway, back to this commercial that I heard, uh, I just wanted to point it out that uh, they mention that if you didn't file your tax returns, mm-hmm. if you got an extension, that's fine. But if you didn't pay anything, still gonna owe. that's a problem. Yes. Because not only do you still owe money, but you're going to be hit with uh, fees. You're going to be hit with penalties, yes. uh, taxes on top of taxes. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, it, um, you know, what's that phrase that they always say? I was this year's old uh, when I found <laughs> out. Uh, we started doing the show a year ago, and uh, I was 39 years old when I found out that even if you get an extension, yeah. you have to still pay, have to pay an estimated amount yes. of what you owe. Sometimes it's a really good guess. Um, sometimes we know what the numbers are. We just don't have all the documentation to, to make it, affi- finish it. To officially file. So we say, hey, pay this amount. And you're good to go. Um, you have to pay. Yes. Regardless of whether you got an extension or not. Yes, because they'll start a calculation for interest from the date, basically from April 18th coming forward. And the, um, I, I've been t- paying taxes since I was 15 and a half. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was 39 in a very specific – not everybody, Jeff, gets to host a weekly radio show there you go. with a tax strategist <laughs> in a very specific situation to yes. actually find that out. Yes. You a know? lot of people, they say, oh, I'm under you know uh, extension. It's like, okay, but that's for paperwork only. Yeah. Um, and it's – you don't need a signature, nothing. You just go online and do an extension. Poof, you're done. Um, but if there's money due – are technically it's your previous year's tax liability. So most people that are, I say, W-2 employees don't run into this, uh, you know, the most of the time. But anybody that is self-employed, that has created a new business, pay something. It's that simple. You got to do it or else <laughs> uh, they'll, you know, they'll 
yeah, fee you and penalize you. They'll and, get you for failure to make estimated uh, proper filing, proper uh, estimated payments, um, any money that's sitting out there. The interest starts tick-tocking away um, and it goes quarterly. I think it's 4% as we sit today. Don't quote me on that. Right. Um, but you'll see if you ever get a notice from the IRS second page, it says, hey, April 18th, this $1,000 was due. Um, you know, and they go by quarters and they'll, they'll line item it for you each quarter what the interest was. Mm. And so if you if you don't pay, here's here I'm going to boil it down. <laughs> if you don't pay or you say, well, I don't know how much to pay, they're going to charge you more. Yes. It's a tax so, on top of a tax. I'm scared. You know, I don't I don't have the money. Well, work out a payment work plan. Work out a payment plan with them. They'll exactly. do that. Just yeah. stop paying more money to the IRS that you don't owe them. That's the whole yes. point of the show. Keep what's yours. Keep what's yours. Exactly. Stop overpaying <laughs> on your taxes. And and Jeff is here to do that for you. And and like I said, if you were somebody who, well, I didn't know what I owed. So I got an extension, but you know, I didn't pay him anything. Well, exactly. you need Jeff to step up right now. Yes. If you're scared because you owe the IRS money and you don't think you have enough to give them, you're living paycheck to paycheck, you got to set something up. Yes. Typically, typically up. we see that uh, self-employed people start making some good money, but yet still have the business expenses out there and they get caught in that jam. Uh, and that is that the cash flow is starting to get going, but it's not enough. They owe the tax because they're profitable, but yet they still have the big business expenses getting the wheels in motion. And it's a catch 22, but it's it's fixable. It's workable. Yep. And, so. and Jeff specializes in small businesses. And we're going to talk uh, about small businesses a little bit later, but I, I should mention right now, if you own a small business, employee retention credit. This yes. is being offered by the United States government. Yes. As part of the COVID relief package. Mm-hmm. This is not PPP money. This is it's not, not the EDR, EDR, emergency disaster loan. Yes. This is something different. If you retained employees during the pandemic, you kept them off the unemployment rolls. The United States government wants to give you a credit for that. Yes. So to find out if you are a small business, to find out if you are eligible for these credits, myercToday.com. MyercToday.com. Are you an employer? Did you keep employees throughout the pandemic? If yes, you might have some money out there looking for you. You do. And uh, (laughs) the form to fill out is pretty easy, and it just requires certain numbers that if you are a business, you have them. You have, yeah. Typically, and and anybody that runs a business will get this, the 940s, 941s, which is your quarterly wage report and your annual wage report, um, or some of the data that you key in, um, and they'll come right back and say you're eligible. And here's what we can do for you. Yep. MyERCToday.com. If you're a small business, that should be the first website that you check right now. Do it right now. We're going to go to commercial <laughs> break. Check it right now and, and just get the ball rolling on that. That's that's free money. Yes, it's free. And and so it is, I say it's allocated a certain dollar amount. I don't know how many trillions are put out there towards it. But when they run out of money, they're going to run out of money. When it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So, and it starts March 2020, runs all the way to September of 21. So, if you retained employees for a year and a half during mm-hmm. the pandemic, yeah, you are eligible. Exactly. So go out there before it runs dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we're going to go to commercial break. Check the website myercToday.com. Get the ball rolling on that if you're a small business. And Jeff, when we come back, I want to talk about the IRS. <laughs> and uh, I think that there's a lot of people out there that think that the IRS is our enemy. Yes. Uh, but we'll explain why they really aren't. They're uh, not. And if you've got really IR with, with the tax code, 
It ain't the IRS you need to be uh, exactly. mad There's at. a whole other set of individuals you need yeah, to be mad it's at. It's called the legislative branch <laughs> of our government. Now, uh, we'll go to commercial break, but I want to just remind everybody, if you paid uh, – I'm sorry, if you filed your taxes but you didn't pay – or if you didn't file your taxes and got a uh, an extension and didn't pay, if you didn't pay your taxes this year because you don't know how much you owe, uh, you're scared that you don't have enough money, you need Jeff Zufall on yes. the case because the clock is ticking, ticking in the background. You still owe what you owe. Exactly. But now you owe more. More. Because you didn't do anything yes. about it. And that burying your head in the sand is the worst thing will you not, can do. Will not help. I wish that, you know, the visual burying your head in the sand, once you get down in the sand, I wish that there's a, a clock with the running <laughs> dollar amount number. You know, the longer you're down It's there, called the, the ostrich effect. Yeah. Which is the ostrich sticks his head in the sand and then pops out and goes, oh my gosh. Oh, I owe more. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish that there was a running dollar amount to say the longer your head's yeah. down here. Yeah. The more is, it costs. This yeah. is how much more you yes. owe because you're you're – you're burying your head in here. 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor. Capital Advisory Group. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. Keep what's yours. This is Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. And when we went to commercial break, I said, let's talk IRS. Uh, so I listened to a lot of radio. I mentioned that I heard uh, <laughs> yes. the advertisement for that tax guy, uh, tax attorney. What's the difference between a tax attorney and what Jeff Sufal does? You guys do uh, work together, but yes, on separate but things. Separate, yes. Separate. Uh, so if you need someone to file your taxes, if you need uh, some tax assistance, if you need to figure out ways to sign up for an FSA and HSA, these are all yeah. the things that, that Jeff does. That we do, exactly. Your retirement stuff, um, how can I put money in for my son's schooling and mm-hmm. get – uh, 5% kickback that's right. from state of Missouri. <laughs> that's all stuff that Jeff does. Uh, the tax attorney basically is the one that will actually petition on your behalf. Exactly. Go to talk the to the IRS, uh, do whatever needs to be done behind the scenes for you on your behalf or for you. So. Sure. Um, so boots on the ground. I think Jeff's actually the one that you might want to call 636-394-5524. Yes. Now I was listening to, uh, the station this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, McGill was talking about the IRS. And he, his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> McGill. McGill, M- McGill M- Milhaven. And he was talking, a caller called in, mm-hmm. and they were talking about um, how there are certain people in politics who want to defund the yes. IRS. And, and we have talked about how the IRS needs more funding. They need more. Um, to, to work efficiently for your behalf. And the reason we say that is if, if your tax return goes is electronically filed, has no issues, goes in and comes straight out, that's great. It works perfect. Are the only people that are bothered are the computer technicians. Exactly. Because I everything's mean, done. In a roundabout way, the IRS is ran by computers today. No offense to the senior management, but it really is. If there is an issue with your tax return, it gets hung up and it will take six months. Because they're understaffed, someone has to come. They over have and, to touch and it, take a look and at it, figure it out, and send you a you know a letter and start the correspondence and say, hey, we need this or we need that. And this is this is currently an advertisement why you want to make sure your taxes are done properly. Yes. <laughs> the first Definitely. time, the first go, because it becomes a pain. Honestly, you know, Jeff, um, you did our taxes, 
and uh, a little bit of complications in sure. there. We we ha- added a baby. We had a new house. Uh, we've got a rental property that we share with my mm-hmm. parents. So there was some, you know, yeah, it's sticky, technicality, yeah. sticky, hingy things. Um, but you filed electronically, mm-hmm. and we got our tax return three days yes. later. Yeah. So if you do it the right way, you it's hire easy. Jeff to do your taxes. Yeah. It's easy. Uh, I mean, I can't. We can't do it on our own. It's not easy. Well, <laughs> if you have a guy yeah, or a gal easy, yes. do it for you, yes. uh, it's easy for you because you're, you know, uh, well versed <laughs> in this whole thing. Uh, I think the point of this conversation right now is that taxes are not easy. No, they're not. Unfortunately, the, in, in part of uh, remember the postcard. Um, I think that was Trump his first year. Said, "Oh, your tax return is going to be on this at that postcard long desk in the White yeah. House, holding up the never postcard. happened." Never happened. Impossible. And you um, say it never will. No, it won't. It's impossible. There's too much money um, for deductions and, and you know, uh, organizations trying to get in there to go, oh, hey, push this, push that. Lobbyists. Um, lobbyists. Um, we'll never they, let that happen. They'll never let it happen. Uh, flat tax is a great idea. Um, everybody pays 10%, 12%, whatever that number is. Bada bing, bada boom. Short, sweet, and simple, but it will not happen. Well, no, okay. Yeah. So you've heard, <laughs> and, and the point of that statement being – that you do have the H&R blocks out there uh, sure. with their lobbyists sure. saying don't let this happen. Even, because- even, even to a degree from like the H&R block side, um, the IRS came along, I guess it was three years ago, and said everybody has to take a minimum competency test. Um, and H&R block sued them and won. And they said, nope, don't have to do it. So the, the, the minimum, like a bare bones, you know, you can spell your name type of a test doesn't even exist today. Um, and they also That's then the power of lobbyists. Exactly. So no offense to them. They did it for, you know, their business interest in a sense for HR block. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but at the end of the day, you go, hmm, you know, so the states then came in and certain states said, hey, you got to take a minimum test. You got to be at least able to answer these questions to be able to file returns. Right. Um, some states adopted it. Some didn't. So. And and you have said many times on this show, keep what's yours, uh, that if they did do a postcard or they did do something like a flat tax or they did make it easy and we could all do our own tax, you'd be out of a job. We'd be out. Yeah, oh, and, definitely. And look, you know, you're not going to argue with that. It is no. what it is. Yeah. But it it's, just, it's not like it that. It won't happen. You, just, yeah. you exist out of necessity. Exactly. Yeah. They kind of just evolved over time um, because of the, the – they kept saying tax returns will get – or the tax process will get easier. But it's funny because if you ever look at any form that comes from the IRS, go to the back of it and it will give you an estimated time to complete this form. And it's anywhere between an hour and five hours oh, per form. out loud. And so you go, hmm, to do a full tax return, old school, paper-wise, it would take you 18 hours in some cases. Um, so technology helps a ton. But You can just plug in the numbers. Yeah, you plug it in and go. Yeah. But again, the IRS, some of their software – is I say ability has the ability to use that, and some of it is so antiquated it's not even funny. And Jeff, you're a small business capital advisory group. Oh yeah, uh, you're exactly. a small business yourself. You're not lobbying Congress. We no. don't get mad. we can get mad at the at the big firms that are lobbying Congress sure, to got, make it as difficult as possible. Yeah, tens of millions of dollars to throw at it. So we can't be we can't even be mad at Jeff Zufall because exactly. you're just helping us out. 
working with the system that's currently in place. Exactly. You know, if if they made it easier and I could do my own taxes, uh, I'd, I'd say bye, Jeff. Yeah, see you. you know, <laughs> see you. But, you know, you're pretty confident that the way that Congress is working right and, now and the money that they probably get from the HR exactly. block lobbyists too, or whoever. Too much of a shakeup in the, the entire industry. It'll uh, never happen. Yeah. And there's too many games that are played from our politicians to say, hey, get this deduction or we need this deduction. They'll go petition. It shows up in the tax law a couple years later. Um, so so when um, my point being the caller said that uh, there is a certain uh, political party or politicians that want to give less money to the IRS and, mm-hmm. and McGill for, you know, <laughs> Uh, to his credit, you know, he's a he's a great guy. Maybe he just doesn't realize it. But he said, "Well, I I really don't have that much sympathy for the IRS." No, a lot of people don't because and, of the horror stories that were you know you've heard in the past. Some are and true, I spoke some to are him false. After, after he got off the air, and he said, "Well, I got audited one time." Yeah. Said, well, okay, <laughs> you're 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 fair it's, to feel the way that exactly. you feel. Uh, but I'm screaming at my radio. I'm texting him, Jeff Zufall, <laughs> Jeff Zufall. I'm texting him. I'm saying your ire is pointed in the wrong direction. Exactly. The IRS is just an enforcement. They enforce. That's it. They are bureaucrats. They are just enforcing the laws that Congress, Congress put in place. Put in place. Yes. So if you have a problem. Not, not with the IRS. Because with the they tax code. Literally are just enforcing. We're just bean counters here. Yep, exactly. Okay? We wear yeah. our little gray suits. And That's go right. To our windowless In the windowless office offices. <laughs> uh, don't be mad at us. Congress. Yes. They're the ones that wrote the tax code. If you have a problem with it, take it up with them. Your elected official. Yeah. So don't yes. don't be bashing the IRS. They're yeah. they're not necessarily our friends. No. They, I mean, in some in some cases, it is not a uh, how would you say it a a nice conversation, right? Um, because of what they the information that they want, the information that you have to produce to them. Um, again, at the end of the day, document, document, document. Um, always have anything that you're going to take a deduction for. Make sure you have a receipt. Yeah, I um, think I think McGraw said that he took a business trip, and they oh, during the audit uh, they said, "Well, you can't write that off as a work thing because you don't have the receipt." Yes. Keep yes the receipts. <laughs> you have to keep them all. Um, take pictures on your phone. Take pictures. Scan them in it, a file. Anything. Uh, the proverbial shoebox comes in handy, where you could dig through and go, "Hey, look." You don't ever want to sit in front of an auditor and do that, but yeah, with your Reebok, you want to yeah have it laid out in a, in a in a normal fashion. Don't go wait. I'll be right well, back and dig through. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but they do have their strategic five year plan that they're just putting out. So the IRS has announced this, I guess, as of a couple weeks ago. Um, and so they're saying that they would like to uh, uh, under, they've undergone tremendous change over the past five years. Um, and the change, I think, is they don't one they work from home for two years through COVID, so you couldn't be that efficient in, in what they do, you know, working from home. Um, and also, from what we understand, a lot of the employees didn't have access to certain parts of the the. the I say the databases just because they didn't want an outside were, source coming in, yeah. which I get that. Firewalls and yeah. all that stuff. So it was kind of limited information. Nobody's answering phones. Um, so they, they, they need money. I mean, that's all there is to it to, to perform efficiently. In the past, you could call the IRS. You had a question. Yes, you might be on hold for 45 minutes, but you wouldn't be on hold for three hours and then the system hangs up on you. Uh, right. And you got to call back again and again and again, and it takes ten hours to get an answer for, or at least a partial answer from someone. So, 
if it was working efficiently, I think a lot of people would be at ease more. Um, the, I say the good part, if you want to call it that, is from an auditing standpoint, because the funds are low, they're not auditing like they used to. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean go out and cheat on your taxes right. by no means, because when they do come on board, they're going to go crazy. And remember, your tax return resigns out there um, up to three years. You can amend it. Um, and if they deem fraud anywhere in the tax return, it's unlimited. They go back 10 years if they wanted to. Yeah. So just remember that when you're doing your returns, that you just can't go, oh, I'm not going to get audited because they're understaffed. Four years from now, you could get audited and you'd have to back that those numbers on that tax return. But let's <clears> break it down because we've talked about this before. Uh, they had more money for the IRS and Build Back Better. That never passed. Never passed, yeah. Um, <laughs> they got but, a, a piecemeal little stipend basically. They got a little um, something in yeah. the Ukraine bill yeah. which did pass and yeah. uh, a couple of dollars was thrown out there. They're mm-hmm. hiring a little bit more in, yeah. in Texas and in Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, Utah and Austin. Austin are the three uh, service centers. So they got a little bit but they need more. Here's the 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 boilerplate. Here's the breakdown. It takes money to make money. Yes. If they're not doing <laughs> audits, they're not catching the tax cheats. Exactly. If they don't have enough uh, investigators to track down all the tax cheats, then people aren't paying their fair share. Their fair share. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I think the numbers are, are pretty clear when it comes down to this. If you hire a couple more people to you, find the tax cheats, you will bring in more, more revenue. Money. Yeah, exactly. Than what we're actually sending to the IRS. Today. It takes money to make yes. money, yeah, and that goes with the IRS and, exactly, and yeah, so their, their operating system, their their strategic plan, um, basically, is going to evolve around service enforcement, like what we talked about, enforcement, people, and and transformation. Transformation is a little that little. Yeah. You go. Hmm. What does that mean? That um, can mean anything. It could mean anything, but I think that means computer software, uh, the ability to track and watch what takes place. Um, the way people file their returns, you know, so on and so forth. So again, if you fall in a certain category, um, you're a small business in a in X category. Um, you're the 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 um, you know bakery. They're they're going to look at some of your numbers within to see whether you're the top side, middle of the road, or low side, and that's how they kind of pick and do audits back and forth. There's no rhyme or reason to it, but they're just looking to see are your numbers out of the norm. Yeah, and the question is. If you're that bakery or that flower shop, you don't know what the norm is. I mean, you know what your industry averages are, but you don't know the true numbers. So that's how they're kind of pulling their numbers as they do audits. Got to imagine if that bakery or that flower shop uh, is bringing in tens of millions of dollars. There's probably something strange going. Yeah, on. there's some. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is interesting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, money laundering. The money laundering. The exactly. Exactly. Um, so. When it comes to, uh, and you had mentioned off the air uh, before we talked about this, uh, improve the taxpayer experience is what the IRS is That's what they say. Oh, Oh, that sounds lovely. (laughs) Yeah, it does. We don't want to pay taxes. Exactly. But it's a necessary evil. Necessary evil, you have to. You have to, okay? So, you know, um, at least make it as easy as possible. Exactly. Seamless, pleasant as you could. So if you could actually, if you run into an issue, there's someone you could talk to. Get somebody um, on the phone. And get somebody on the phone and get your situation answered. One of the things I think that really drives people crazy, and we try and explain this to them, is – Maybe they're waiting for a refund and they're like, well, I sent that in a month and a half ago. Well, okay, you got four more months to go. I mean, and they think we're being a, you know, smarty about it, but that's the reality of the IRS. The states are fine. State of Missouri, state of Illinois, less than two weeks, 
maybe three weeks tops, you get a response. Um, but in the IRS's case, it is literally six months average. Yep. And uh, this listener on McGill Show, uh, I'm sure he's a keep what's yours listener because he referenced the fact that the IRS is still backlogged from 2020. Yes. <laughs> There's still stuff they yeah. haven't gotten out that from they 2020. Gotten out. Yeah. That yeah. they, I think it was by the end of summer, which is coming shortly, uh, that they said they would done. be caught up. Okay, so for, I haven't for twenty twenty. Yeah, for twenty twenty. <laughs> but I haven't seen what the new numbers are. They'll they'll release that probably end of July, first of August, um, as to where they're at, where they stand. So and and help me out with this. Uh, oh, I do want to mention <clears> that the IRS. Did you see that? Uh, I don't know if it was an expose, maybe it was sixty minutes or something. They went into the IRS a couple of years ago, and they were still using. Floppy disks. Yes. And when I say floppy disks, I mean the, like the real, the, like floppy disks. The ones yeah. that flop and yeah. not those hard three that are and a half. inside the little yeah. cover and it spins inside We're of it. We're talking yeah. that, that well, bendy thing yep. with the hole in the middle, yeah. floppy disks. Yes. That's, and so maybe that's what the transformation means is their software programs. We need to upgrade from 1988. Yeah, to bring them <laughs> back to. I mean, I remember doing that in high school. It was early '80s. <laughs> I mean, they're they're op- they're not even in the 20th century. They're yeah. in the 19th century. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yes, they, that's one of the big issues. Is apparently there's multiple servers that are being used at the same time, but none of them talk to one another, so they have to integrate. And I mean, that's big bucks right there. Yeah. So so catching uh, the tax cheats or catching the people that are mm-hmm. bending the rules and, yes. and and this brings up the the Elon Musks of the world, uh, yeah. the Jeff. Bezos. <laughs> Bezos is. Uh, yeah. Do they pay their fair share? Uh, it was brought up well, again. Elon that, will this year. <laughs> well, so here's here's an issue. Elon Musk is worth two hundred billion dollars mm-hmm. with all of his stocks Stuff. and assets. Yeah. yeah. But if that just sits there in the account and he never cashes it oh, in, he'll never pay tax. He'll never pay yeah. taxes on it. So they have they have a I say a different tax code created for the ultra wealthy. Um, most of us will never venture down that path, but there literally is another tax code set up, which is the capital gains tax. Yeah. Um, and, and the tax code for us, a couple of pages, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. but the Tops. thing is 70,000 pages long. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it has to do with, with issues and people that will yeah, never corporations to be. and yeah. weird stuff, tax treaties. But, and, but yeah. that could, I can relate to that. Like if I had, you know, my retirement account. Mm hmm. I'm not getting taxed on it right now. Exactly. But when I go to take it out, I will. You will. So we say Elon Musk is worth $200 billion, but we're not talking about the, the, the elephant in the room. The tax, <laughs> the tax man, the IRS, is sitting there with their hand patiently waiting. Yes, waiting, waiting, waiting. For Elon Musk to do something with that. It's either he either trades something or he dies. Yeah, and when he dies, that's that's typically how the IRS his, will get. He's got like eight kids now. Yeah, uh, when it gets transferred yep. to them, they'll hit the uh, you know estate tax issues. What's the yes. estate tax right now? Twelve million, uh, twelve and a half, twelve point eight, I believe. Yeah. twelve point eight mil. He's far surpassed that. Oh, leaps and bounds. So the IRS yes. is going to tax him eventually. They'll get it eventually. Um, other than there was one year, if you go back, uh, I believe that was uh, Steinbrenner when George Steinbrenner died. The Congress did not vote in the estate tax issue, so George Steinbrenner's family never paid estate tax. Oh. And he was the owner of the Yankees and had multiple business ventures out there, um, and they got away without paying a dime. 
just oh. because Congress didn't vote it in that year, so it was a oopsie. <laughs> well, I bet I bet the IRS is kicking themselves right now. Well, yeah, because <laughs> then he died, and they're like, "Wait, wait, wait, we got to back this law up." But, we could yeah. use that money. <laughs> Um, so, you know, Elon Musk, oh, Jeff Bezos doesn't pay taxes. Well, they're utilizing the tax, the tax code law the way that it's written. To their advantage. But exactly. If, if Jeff Bezos takes out $50 billion to – There's going to be some serious tax, you know, ramifications. He, he's probably not going to pay, uh, you know, the same tax rate or whatever that he probably should have no, to. No, probably should be higher, but, right. he, he, but he will pay some tax. They'll pay taxes. Um, yeah. So just like my, uh, you know, tax-deferred – IRA, same thing, just on a way smaller scale, <laughs> waiting for me to finally cash it yes. in, and they'll come and take their taxes. So yeah. you know, my million dollars in my IRA is actually only more like eight hundred, mm, probably more like six hundred, six hundred. But that's the whole point of Jeff yeah. as well. Yeah. How do I take this out exactly in a, in a tax efficient manner? And there's you're right. not going to get out of the taxes, but how can you reduce or lower your taxes as you go forward? Here's another question. Uh, a tax-free investment. There's no such thing as a free lunch. But a tax-free investment, my house. Or Roth IRA. Or Roth IRA. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have to pay taxes on that money to, up front. Yeah. Well, and I but, pay taxes on my house up front yeah, as well. Because you pay it on – as you make the house payment, hypothetically, yeah. you're paying taxes to get that money to make the payment. But you get a $500,000 exclusion, married, filing jointly, or a $250,000 exclusion, single. On my house, if yes. I sold my 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 primary, primary residence, residence, yes. If I sold my primary residence, and this market's crazy, you know, mm-hmm. I make a hundred thousand dollars. They're starting to see the, the the because the interest rates, since the Fed has raised interest rates, and they're going to raise again next week, uh, probably three quarters of a point. Um, you're starting to see the uh, like J.P. Morgan just laid off, I think a thousand mortgage brokers. Because they're not seeing the flows for the mortgage, you know, applications that they did in the past. So we're starting to see just that slowdown in the housing market. So the question is, will that bring down values of homes or will they stay where they're at? plateau. Exactly. They won't go up, but they won't Probably won't go up, but the question is, will they come back down? So that's kind of the big, big question of the day. You know, is that the first leg of this so-called recession that we're talking ourselves into? Yeah. Because um, most economists are saying that from a recession standpoint, um, technically, yes, a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative gross domestic product or GDP back to back. But if the if the third quarter, it goes up. Exactly. It's over. World's <laughs> shortest recession. Was 2020, March 2020. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it yeah. was uh, eight weeks, I believe. Um, and then we were out of it. And then we all adjusted to the yeah. pandemic and we yeah. were out of it. Yeah. Um, but but back, yeah. yeah, back to the, so the house. Yes. If it's my primary residence and I, I you know, make a good chunk of change on mm-hmm. it because the market's crazy. And, oh, now's a good time to sell. Exactly. Um, maybe you want to downsize. Oh, it's time we sell the house. Let's let's sell it at the peak of the market. Yeah. If I make uh, a capital gains on it, I buy my house for two hundred thousand. I sell it for four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, theoretically, if I'm filing jointly, or even if I'm filing single, be two fifty uh, as so, single. So, if you make two hundred fifty thousand dollars and you're single, you're good in profit. Yes, in profit. If mm-hmm. you make five hundred thousand dollars and you're married filing jointly, you're, you're good. good. You don't have to pay taxes. That exactly. is a an increase. That is an investment exactly. that is tax-free. Yes. 
I mean, exactly. obviously, you paid your real estate taxes. You did, yeah, yeah. But, but again, <laughs> right. you'll be able – so the old rules but way back – Yeah, way back in the day was that you had to buy equal or greater house, you know, so on and so forth. So as long as you upgraded houses, you, you were fine. Yeah, else. you rolled it in. Right. Now it's uh, – the only, the only time we see this, there's, there's a couple issues that go with that. First one is the little old lady that bought a house in Ledoux in 1950 for, you know, $15,000. It's worth $1.5 million today. Yes, you have a tax issue. I mean, that's it's a, a million good dollar tax profit. issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you will, you should, there, there, when that house is sold, there's going to be some gains paid. Yeah. No way around it. Um, the flip of that is if you take that for a second and you say, okay, most people, their house is their biggest asset. Um, and I've heard this conversation over and over and over between couples to say, yeah, when one of us dies, the other one will have to figure out what to do with the house. Okay. The problem is, is let's say that you're borderline that $500,000 profit, which a lot of people have made Especially money on their house. Especially if they houses. buy a house when they're in their twenties exactly. and, and they and live in it their whole life. Exactly. And, and then it's they in go, a nice neighborhood. Yeah. And, and it's a desirable house. You're going to make money on it. So the question is, is then one of the spouses dies. That spouse is not going to turn around and say, oh, they, they pass away in, you know, August of the year. They're not going to turn around in, in September and go, oh, i got to sell the house because of the, my, my tax liability. So they, oh, okay. Wait, whoa. Okay. So, so back up. If you're single, the, the <clears throat> limit is $250,000. Exactly. If you're filing jointly, it's $500,000. $500, so the little old lady whose husband passed away, now she's single. Exactly. Unless she sells it in, in the same calendar, the same tax year. Exactly. So she's going to be single when she sells it. Exactly. House. So most people married filing jointly. One of the spouses passes away. You literally have till December 31st of that year in which to sell that house and, and still be, be clocked yeah, as married filing jointly. I mean, but hopefully if you wait, you've got an estate plan and a trust and you're not but still, messing the, around with probate court exactly. and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, most people mentally are not going to go, oh, hey, ready. let's sell yeah. the house. My you, husband just died. I'm going to move next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm moving next week. You know, yeah. You're not going to do that. You're going to sit tight for a while and kind of get everything back together. And so then the question is: Is now you had a five hundred thousand dollars exclusion, but now it's going to drop to two fifty dollars next year. Now you only have two fifty, exactly. and that's a re- that, these are real so, numbers when you're talking about exactly. And know. it's something to seriously think about. So I mean, if anybody's borderline or maybe ill health, maybe maybe sell the house. Don't wait until that le- other person you're, you're passes. You're letting two hundred fifty thousand dollars be mm-hmm. taxed exactly. Yeah. When when you know when it technically wasn't or isn't, <laughs> and here's like I said, let's not be mad at the IRS. Sometimes the tax code works in our favor, and they sometimes give us these gifts. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't. And, so in that situation, yeah, uh, Jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist, wealth advisor, uh, a couple comes to you, uh, and maybe they're getting on in years, and they say, mm-hmm. you know, we do want to downsize eventually. Uh, maybe you tell them, well, you know, if you're ready <laughs> to do it now. Do it while you're both still alive. Do it while you're both alive. Do it when you both can function um, and, and, and it's not a big hit to you in a sense or it's traumatic. I mean, typically selling your house is traumatic, to be honest with you, just in everything that takes place. But look at it as, hey, if one of you pass away, you're, go, you're going from a 500000 exclusion to a two fifty exclusion. Mm. And so, I mean, that's a, that's a chunk of change. And if you're under that where maybe you just bought your house and you really don't have those gains, don't worry about it. You don't have the equity in it. Exactly. But if you have those pent-up gains um, – and I ask that question all the time. A lot of people, I'm like, well, what are houses in your neighborhood going for? And they're like, oh, anywhere from 300 to 500 You know, I'm like, no, what's your house? <laughs> right. What, what's the value of your house? 
And that's the question a lot of people can't answer. So if you're in between two fifty and $500,000 in equity in your house, if mm-hmm. you were to sell it today, you need to talk to Jeff to well, not, say- Not so much equity, but more so profit. Profit. Is the, is the sure. what you're really looking yeah. at. Not so much because you could still be, you know, have a million dollar mortgage sitting on it, sure. but it went up by 500 grand, you know? So that's that's kind of it's it's pure profit. Pure profit when you go to sell it. So you bought it for a hundred thousand, and it grew to be worth three hundred thousand. You have a two hundred thousand dollar gain. Single people can make two hundred fifty thousand yes. dollar profit and be tax free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no capital gains. Yes. Married filing jointly can make five hundred thousand dollars profit on the sale of your house yeah. and be tax free on capital gains. But anything more than $500,000, no matter who you are, you're paying You're paying some money. But <laughs> maybe strategically think about when do yeah. we want to sell? What's the house worth? Yeah. What can we make off of it? Exactly. Uh, and and when do we want to downsize? And when do you want to downsize? And again, looking at, you know, oh, if you had sold three months ago, you would have got, you know, $20,000 more than I mean, that's that's timing. Uh, nobody's perfect on the timing side of it. You know, I there's a family in my neighborhood that sold their house, the big beautiful house, one of the mm-hmm. one of the nicest lots. You know, I'm like, why would they ever leave? Well, all the kids left yeah. the house, and I said, but but still, you know, and, and they're not you know hurting for money. Yeah. So it's like, well, why don't you just stay in the house, the big beautiful house, best lot in town? Maybe they realized <laughs> that there was a tax issue that they it's, could have taken advantage yeah. of yeah. by downsizing. By downsizing. Yeah. So, all right. Well, the the tax code is out there. The tax issues affect us all. Yes. Everyone sells Everybody. a house. Everyone yeah. pays taxes. So this is the the way to keep more of your money. And just doing that, just knowing that two fifty for single, five hundred thousand pure profit on the sale of your house, married filing jointly, just knowing that you might be exposing yourself exactly to extra taxes extra like tax, fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. And and, and that could have been avoided. In that situation you won't I mean, honestly, you just if somebody if a spouse passes, you're not just going to go. Oh, let me sell the house next week. It's it's, it's not realistic. It's a six month, a year process to get you. In some cases, even more than that to get you to that point, right? To where you say, okay, I will downsize. I will sell the house. So, and you know, I mean, some people would never dream of being able to have uh, you know a profit of oh of yeah three four five hundred thousand dollars exactly, uh, but. You know, these days, if you bought a house in in the it's, 50s or 60s, it's, it's happening all over the place. You're going to find yes. uh, yourself in that situation pretty quick. Yes, real so, quick. Uh, one of the just one of the things that Jeff can help you out with to make sure that you keep what's yours. Funny, it's the name yes. of the show, it's the name <laughs> of the book that you wrote, and it's the philosophy that we love to live by, Jeff. Yes. Let's yes. go to commercial break, and when we come back, we'll wrap the show up. Just a couple more things to mention here. On the Big 550, Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. This is Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the Big 550, KTRS, Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. Got a little bit of time left uh, just to do some housework, clean it up. Uh, Small businesses. You are an expert with small business. You yes. do my taxes on an individual basis. Yeah. You do other people's taxes on an individual basis. But uh, you, you find that small businesses, that's your, your meat and potatoes. Kind of our little niche. That's your sense. niche that's there. So if there's any small businesses out there and they need some tax assistance or maybe uh, just let Jeff look over the numbers yeah. and, and see if you're bleeding out exactly. in any certain places, it's all about keeping as much of your money. Yes, 
in your bank account or in your business account. So let Jeff do, do a do an audit. Yes. You know? <laughs> This is a nice audit. Yeah, nice audit. This is an audit to to save money audit. Um, But you said there's new pandemic funding for small businesses. Yes, this is coming out. Now, this came out in 2020, but it was never funded. Um, And so this is what's called the State Small Business Credit Initiative. Um, So again, this isn't PPP. This isn't totally different. So this is more of a credit, uh, access to credit or capital. So what we saw in 2020 and 2021, they're saying there were more tax ID numbers created for small businesses than historically ever in the past. So that's a great resignation. Everybody was quitting their day jobs and they were going into business for themselves. Starting up their small business. Exactly. So some Republicans are freaking out on this saying, hey, you know, we don't need this. We're past the pandemic. But the concept behind it is more funding for small businesses. And this isn't something that Walmart can take? No. This isn't this is, something – This is for small businesses what only. Is, what is a small business? Well, small business revenue less than $5 million, you know, less than 50 employees, so on and so gotcha. forth. So, so it's out there. The problem is, is that they're doing it – when they say states, it go, the money goes to the states. So there's five states that got the cash first. This was last month, um, and I think that it is Hawaii, Kansas, Maryland, Michigan, and West Virginia started this. Just kind of a bizarre, yeah, bizarre (laughs) calculation. I guess they had the best lobbyists to to get the money first. That Hawaii, that was way off the mark. (laughs) But what's going to take place on this is basically it's for the startup cost of the companies um, to get the wheels in motion. So even if you're an established business, you will have access to this. Um, We don't know when it's coming to Missouri just yet or Illinois. Neither state's listed on the next round. But we're hoping within the next couple of months they start to release it, you know, in a bigger picture in a sense. So we mentioned uh, myerctoday.com. That is the employee retention credit. The government has a bucket of money that will run out eventually. Yes, that will run out. But Same if, here. If you are a small business or any any size business, right? It, technically, I think they're saying less than – I think it's uh, $10 million in revenue okay. or less than like 120 employees. You're technically to this – program your small business if if you are a business that retained employees throughout the pandemic between march of 2020 and september of 21 you kept them off the unemployment rolls when they were paying double unemployment the government wants to reward you for keeping your employees employed uh so go to myerctoday.com to start the paperwork on that but you're telling us that there's even another another one. This is brand new coming out. <clears throat> brand new. It hasn't even been funded yet. The, no, the money's for us. Down. Yeah, it's slowly coming in. Um, and they set aside one point five billion dollars. Um, so they're going to divide that up between all the states. Um, so the money goes to the states. You have to, what we're assuming, apply through the federal government to the states to get your money. So if I'm a small business, what's my what's my first step? Um, as soon as we know, we'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even know the process yet because it's it's between these states. These first five states are the only ones that got funded so far. But this is hanging out there. This is something. Yes. Might as well uh, just give Jeff it's, a call. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a funding scenario. And I say funding, they do get into the, you know, um, what was the one side they were saying on here? Uh, the surge, you know, from, from small businesses coming forward, they want to make sure. Because typically in the past – if you had a small business and you needed funding, you go to the bank, the banks reject you, you go to the SBA, you have to create a business plan, you know, and a, it's a 50-page business plan with every avenue covered. But if you're a small business, 
that's kind of a, a complete waste where they're saying in this scenario, you will have some funding for it coming out there. Well, good. And maybe what people can do, if you have a small business and you you are interested to hear more about this, give Jeff a call, 636-394-5524 and say, Jeff, I know it's not there today, but when it trickles down, uh, (laughs) put me on the list to call back and and you'll make phone calls and say, all right, the money's there. Yeah. Once once we know that it's out there and it's basically called the State Small Business Credit Initiative. Beautiful. 636-394-5524. Get on Jeff's radar and say, I'm a small business and I want to know more about this uh, access to funding. And the thing is, you know, can people turn down uh, child tax credits? Can people turn down uh, free money from the government stimulus? I guess you could. You could, but why? But why would you do it? You paid into the system anyway, so take it. They're going to give it to somebody. Yeah. Might as well give it to me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the deal on that. My ERC today, if you kept employees throughout the pandemic, the government wants to reward you. My ERC today, they just ask you for uh, business numbers yeah. and, and basic information that you would know. Anything that you would have on your, yeah. your last year's tax return anyway. Uh, so just plug that in and, and see if the, the government has any money for you. And uh, there's a new one out there for small businesses as well. Just stay posted. Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you. I see you next week. Realize that they could keep a little bit more of their yes. money. Hopefully they do. <laughs> and uh, that was a new one for me today. Uh, if you're married filing jointly and you sell a house and you make more uh, of up to $500,000 in profit, tax free, baby. Yes. But if you're single, 250 you can only make up to $250,000 mm-hmm. in tax-free capital gains. So there's that. Something to keep in mind if, if you and a spouse are, are knowing that you have to downsize and you're just putting it off. Uh, if your spouse passes away, here's a reminder. The next year you're filing yes. as a single a person. Single, exactly. You know, I hate to talk about death and taxes, but, uh, but these are real numbers. It is what it is. So you're leaving a lot of money on the table up for grabs. Uh, if you don't do something about it. So talk to Jeff. Uh, have a consultation. See what he can do for you. 636-394-5524. Capital Advisory Group. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. Jeff Zufall, thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com.